welcome to Built on Air, a podcast and video series about all things Airtable. I'm your host, Zoe Vanderplue, and I'd like to thank our sponsor, OpenSide. Visit OpenSide.com for products and services that will take your Airtable to the next level. Use promo code BUILTONAIR, one word, all caps, for a one-time $20 credit off of any purchase. This week's guest is John Gann, an events and organizational strategist from Washington, D.C. John is probably best known for his contributions in the film festival world, and he's done a lot to catalyze the sharing of institutional knowledge in what can be a fairly opaque industry. I've actually been aware of John's work since my previous time at the Kukaloris Film Festival in Wilmington, North Carolina. After attending many fests as a filmmaker himself, John started the DC Shorts Film Festival, and he's also a founding board member of the Film Festival Alliance, the first professional organization for film festivals. John has since turned to consulting and helps film festivals and other organizations improve almost any facet of their event planning and process. Since finding Airtable, he uses it often as a tool to help improve data organization and sharing amongst festival and event teams. He gives us a super potent demo of a version of his Airtable base named Fest Runner, which does an elegant job of capturing the thousands of data points needed to plan and execute a film festival, from film submissions, to scheduling, to filmmaker airport pickups, and beyond. Check out builtonair.com for more Built on Air episodes. And while you're at it, sign up for our mailing list to get weekly updates on all things Airtable. Hey, John, thank you so much for chatting with me today on Built on Air. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Zoe. It's great to be here. So tell us a little bit um, about you've kind of had, you've worn a lot of hats and done uh, a lot of things uh, in the sort of film festival world and beyond. So why don't you just give us a quick rundown of who you are and what you do or what you have or what you want to do, whatever you want to talk about. So many things. Uh, so I started uh, my career as a marketing person. I owned a design and graphic and marketing firm for many, many years, uh, doing advertising and PR. Uh, and then about 20 years ago, I sort of got bored of it and decided to go into filmmaking because it was different and new. At the time, it was the beginning of digital video. Uh, so I uh, went to a quickie film school. I made a bunch of films. Uh, they played a bunch of festivals, and I realized uh, during that process that I did not like film festivals, that <laughs> they were about money and parties and sponsors, but they weren't necessarily about films and filmmakers, especially since I made short films, independent short films. Uh, so when I came back to Washington, D.C., I decided I was going to create a film festival about short films, and I didn't know how to do it, but I knew what not to do. Uh, and that was sort of my premise. I'm going to turn this pyramid upside down. It's going to be about filmmakers and films. And if I do that right, then the sponsors and the parties and all that other stuff will eventually happen. Um, I, so I created I mean, I called the DC Shorts Film Festival, which is still going on. I left it a few years ago uh, because I started doing more and more consulting with festivals. Uh, there used to be an annual conference that's now long, no longer in existence. We have another one now. Uh, but at this one of these conferences, uh, I was so disheartened by the lack of resources available to other filmmakers, other festival directors. Uh, I created a private Facebook group, uh, which now has about 2,000 festival people on it, in which we can discuss what's going on in the festival world, how to better work 
because I realized that there might be 2,000 film festivals in the U.S. and there are 1,999 ways to run them. Uh, one person was smart and stole someone else's processes, but everyone else is sort of working in a bubble. And if we could provide some sort of uh, exchange of resources to each other, it would make everyone's life a lot easier. Uh, and so with that, a few years ago, I discovered Airtable and I sort of commandeered it and uh, made my first base, which was much easier than I thought, uh, to sort of manage the back end of a festival, just the data points, because most film festivals are run through dozens of Google Sheets um, you know, for lots of different processes. And of course, if you don't have the right sheet you're working on, you're with old data. And there's just a lot of miscommunication with that type of process. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think, um, you know, I, I worked at a Kukaloras Film Festival in Wilmington, North Carolina for, for a few years. And I can definitely attest to how um, it really does seem like because really you're just event planners, right? But no one like totally just calls it that. It's a very special kind of event, but you you are very much in, there's no industry standard. You are sort of in this this bubble, you know, where you're like, well, this is how we do it, but is that good? There's no litmus test. It's not just a single event. I, I sort of say like a weekend long film festival is like running seven weddings. In yes, a right. At the every same single- time. At the same time, because every single event in every single auditorium is a different event with different expectations from the attendees to the filmmakers. Uh, so it's it, there's so much going on. And without really knowing all your data points ahead of time, you're sort of setting yourself up for failure. I, I know most of us work sort of seat of the pants anyway, because you, you sort of have to. But right. there's seat of the pants with a little bit of confidence and there's a seat of the pants like I have no idea what's going to happen this afternoon. So when when you started kind of talking to other film festivals and figuring out their processes and getting some insight was was there any kind of list of things that that really kind of jumped out at you where you were like you know there has to be a better way to do this or like wow this is a really great way to do something I've never thought of before. Well there's a, there's a few aspects. Um, most film festivals use one of uh, a half dozen or so film submission engines, which already exist in the marketplace. Uh, there's a few big players and a bunch of small players. And festivals use them to reach filmmakers and use that platform for, to receive submissions, uh, process uh, entry fees. And some of them have very crude review platforms, but most of them don't. And even then, the review platforms are so crude, they're difficult to use. So one of the solutions I wanted to find was a way to uh, create a, a review platform that made sense and it was easy. We had created one at DC Shorts that cost us thousands and thousands of dollars. Uh, and we found that every year it had to be updated again and again as things changed, as we wanted to change our statistics and how we were reviewing. Uh, so I, I just felt felt there was a way to do that through Airtable. The other thing is just the management of information about each film, whether who's what media uh, partners are getting as far as information, what sponsors are getting, uh, reaching out to filmmakers to get the right versions of the film uploaded to you or sent to you, so you, you're showing the right film, uh, the right cut of the film, uh, and tracking packages being sent back to filmmakers. A lot of the stuff still is in digital. We're still receiving hard drives or whatever, and and, and making sure that. There's responsibility of tracking that. Um, and then, of course, there's hospitality. There's, you know, 
trying to track what hotel everyone's staying at, what flights they're on, if you're providing that information, uh, who's picking them up, who's driving them around. Uh, so there's so many data points. And like I said, uh, most festivals have these, everything is a different uh, different spreadsheet. But if you're you know, not on the right spreadsheet or you're a few versions behind, you're already out of the, the game. You, you have no idea what what's the actual information you need. For sure. And I think part of it, too, is that, uh, you know, your film festival might sort of in the off season have a small core staff or you have the luxury to train them on something, you know, custom or kind of really specific. But then once momentum starts to pick up, you're sharing this information with like, you know, dozens or hundreds of people as volunteers, like people who aren't super tech savvy. So there's there's that problem too of of kind of figuring out not only how to get the information to people, but also in a way that's easy for you to manage and easy for them to view it, um, which is really hard, especially as you mentioned, because there's so many things you're tracking, but one person only needs like 1% of that information most of the time. Right. Um, so before you discovered Airtable, were you kind of using the the Google Sheets method coupled yeah. with some, you know, custom things for DC Shorts? Tell us about the the dark yeah. ages, I guess. Well, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I remember the ages in which it was all PDF applications, and right. yeah, I mean, it was it was all paper. Uh, but uh, now, in the last few years, I was at DC Shorts. We had one system for submissions, which was our own platform uh, that took data from these other engines but it was one place to sort of aggregate the info mm -hmm. uh, and massage it and use that to for the review of films. Then once we selected films through that system, we exported it out as a spreadsheet and it went into a Google Doc that we then you know, shared with people and hoped that everyone was using the same one. But there would be one Google Doc for the general schedule. There'd be another one for social media. There'd be another one for tracking trafficking of, of materials. There would be another one for media relations. And so while you were pretty sure that the right information was in the right place, oftentimes it wasn't. Mm -hmm. uh, and especially when, you know, last minute you had to change or switch some films around from locations, or you had to uh, change the time of a screening. You know, if you weren't on the right sheet, you were in the wrong place. And right. so, so there had to be another way to make that happen. Uh, especially people who were like in the theater, like theater managers needed the most accurate information. And if they were on the wrong spreadsheet, their day was completely off. Right. So, yeah, I think it's, it's, uh, again, just sort of that, that issue where, uh, you know, one thing it's, it's like the butterfly effect, you know, you're like, oh, well it's, it, you know, there's enough human error anyway. Right. And things like, oh, I typed a three instead of a one. And now this screening, like, whoops, it's, it's like, you know, people are here and, you know, I don't have the projectionist or whatever, cause they're not coming for two hours. But, but I think another part of it too is, is it's just the, sort of information management overload. I'm just having flashbacks to having to deal with all of that from Kukloris. And, and we did, we used a FileMaker Pro, which is a relational database software, but the people who had built it didn't, it's hard, I think, to understand relational databases if you're not from like a computer science background, right? Airtable makes it pretty easy and visual, I think, whereas FileMaker Pro does not. So even though we could have done that, it wasn't set up that way. So we were still doing all sorts of like exports for different people, especially people who couldn't access the database because they weren't in the office and you could only get it on the computers and just all this stuff that like you just, you, you kind of have to, I think, take a, a step back and, and realize like, well, actually, you know, 
film festivals should be actually fairly, I think, nimble in adopting new technology, right? Like, you know, you kind of have, you do have sort of a bit of an off period to maybe experiment with things, right? And once you wrap up one year, you can be like, this is no good. Let me try another thing. But just that getting over that hump, I think is so, um, it's way more complex than I just made it sound. <laughs> you know, no, but, but no, I, and I agree with you. And I'm working on a festival now that uh, a, a very large one that has a FileMaker Pro uh, database, which I have been trying to figure out how it's working, et cetera. And it's not so simple and it, I can't use it necessarily on my mobile phone. And I'm wondering how I'm going to be able to use it in the subterranean theater without Wi-Fi. And so there's lots of issues I'm having with it already. And we're you know months out from the event. So, I, I already said to the staff, I would probably come up with a quick Airtable solution just so I have something that's a little more nimble that I know I can use on the fly. Right. Uh, you know, whether I even have to export everything from the main database every day into the Airtable, then that's fine. At least I have the right stuff when I leave the house at six in the morning. But right. I, you know, I have to have some sort of solution that I know I can update and, and play around with. Um, that's the one thing I, I love about Airtable. Uh, one, one base for one festival, uh, we actually used it um, with Zapier uh, to connect it via uh, Amazon TV sticks to monitors in the theater to, to uh, sort of give the schedule what's what's coming up next okay. and where lines are starting to form. And, you know, this line will start forming in 20 minutes, you know, 19 minutes, whatever, what I'm going to count down. And it was great because it all came from the Airtable data. And if we switched to screening, moved to theater, it was all live. And so that wayfinding solution was incredible. Uh, audience members had never seen anything like that before at a festival. And we're like, that's really helpful. That's for us really to out what, what to do next. Yeah, what shows are sold out, et cetera, is all in one place, sort of like a, in an airport. Yeah, yeah. It is very much like, a is my flight on time? Like, is this film? <laughs> right. I love that. That's such a creative usage I, that never even crossed my mind. Um, very well, and that's the one thing I, I like about it is, is all the interconnections that built in either through Zapier or IFT or whatever. There's so many ways to connect it to other solutions, which really makes it, for me, a no-brainer. That You know, if I want to do something else, I'm sure there's a way I can make it happen. I've been able to jerry-rig or tailor to do just about almost anything I wanted to do, with the exception of some features I've, you know, if I wanted to pay for them, I could pay for them. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, even using the free setup, I can do 98% of what I need to have done, which is incredible. Right. Yeah, it is. And it's also fun to use. So instead of, you know, with FileMaker, I'd be like, I know this thing is possible to do. I know I can set up a formula to calculate X, Y, Z. But then I'm, you know, because I like learning FileMaker, I think mastering something like FileMaker or another, you know, kind of database that's a little bit more techy. It, it takes some time. It takes some reading, you know, whereas Airtable, you can kind of just like, you know, monkey around on the keyboard a little bit and like do some like Googling and you'll kind of figure it out, you know, at least, you know, to a point. Um, well, it becomes, it sort of becomes intuitive. And I think that the community resources and the help and the support really are amazing. I've, you know, I've put out there before in the community forum, I can't figure out how to do this formula. It's just not working. And within a few hours, someone has a solution for it. You're like, ah, yeah, I, was missing a, I was missing a comma. Like, okay, I never thought about that. Okay. But it's that alone to me is really helpful. Um, you know, someone wants to do a geolocation type of thing and someone has a solution for how to do that. I'm like, oh, well, that was really smart. I never thought about putting those two things together. 
Yeah, it's really cool to get inspiration from the forums, the like videos that people put out, just seeing also um, like on Built on Air, we have a whole section of like sort of third party apps that people are creating, you know, to kind of supplement Airtable. And that stuff is so cool. Um, It does feel like it's it's something that's really growing. Right. And is going to kind of be around for a while and kind of grow with your needs, sort of, Mm -hmm. um, which I really enjoy. So when when you are consulting now, are do you kind of work with one festival for you know kind of the duration of their season, or are you you know getting your your hands in multiple at a time? What what does kind of that kind of consulting switch look like for your day today? So it depends on the event. Um, some festivals I'm called in to do marketing. Some festivals I'm called in to do basically on-site problem solving. Uh, they just want someone to make a decision on site and so I'll come and sort of figure out what their processes are. Some I'm doing mission revisit, uh, kind of saying, hey, your festival is 20 years old and your mission from 20 years ago is no longer relevant in today's media culture. So how can we kind of reshape it to help you for the next 20 years? So it really depends on the event. Sometimes it's you know two, three weeks worth of work. Sometimes it's months and months of work leading up to actually being at the festival and helping through the actual event itself. Uh, And I'm also doing some other arts events too, and not just film festivals. I'm doing uh, live outdoor art fairs and and a bunch of other things. So it's it's interesting. And for all of them, I'm finding Airtable solutions that make sense. I'm helping a friend of mine who's doing uh, large uh, scale events with huge check-in lists. And we were using very expensive check-in software that was buggy at best on the iPads we were using to check people in. And I created a five-minute Airtable to do basically the exact same thing. And everyone loves it and it's much faster and it's extremely inexpensive. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So just it's like, well, this is a no brainer. Yeah. And it it is fun. I think too, it's, you know, you've, you've have these, the sort of these years of expertise, right now you get to, you know, kind of use it with everyone, but also you're learning kind of a new tool as well to kind of keep you interested and, um, you know, you can feel a little bit more like personally, I think, invested in the projects where you're like, I have a solution for that. Let me build it to you for you right. instead of just, you know, giving advice or whatever. You're, you seem super like hands on sort of, um, well, which is really cool. You know, I think that for years that in the moniker was to work harder, work harder. And I'm like, it's about working smarter. It's about working a lot less and smarter. You know, if you can do it right the first time and, you know, shave a few hours here and a few hours there because you're just using more technology uh, geared exactly to what you need to get to your solutions. It makes so much more sense. It really does. Happier. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and I guess that's a great segue to the uh, sample base you're going to show us today, which is your uh, Fest Runner Airtable. So I've updated it recently. So it used to be one uh, solution, which is still on Universe, called uh, Fest Runner Retired. Uh, and it was just uh, management of festival stuff. Uh, I broke it into two platforms now, one called FestRunner Submissions and FestRunner Events. Submissions is for those small festivals that want a way to uh, have a review process, uh, like a two-stage review process for films, uh, and a way for reviewers to review them uh, in an anonymous, well, not that anonymous, but in in a way that makes sense, that you can set the parameters and how you want the scores to work. Uh, And then there's a spaces you can export that information by copy pasting it into the second Airtable, the events. And that's the one you use to actually manage the day-to-day to to schedule your films, uh, give information to media, track packages, all that stuff. 
So I will, so what, I need to share my screen. Yeah, go ahead. And then I guess just for our viewers um, to kind of provide some insight, if they're not f familiar with the way film festival submissions work, um, you know, a bunch of people submit their films and then normally there's sort of a panel of programmers or, you know, whatever uh, sort of the fest calls the, the scorers, the graders, right, um, who will eventually kind of determine through each festival has an own like kind of individual process, but the, the final films that are shown are determined in this sort of scoring uh, process that John's about to, to walk us through. Right, right. so uh, it's a pretty simple base. There's a tab for films, a tab for scores, and a tab for reviewers. So I can add a new reviewer here, just put their name, their email address, and a phone number, and that's all you really need for them. Um, so pretty simple, the email address and the phone number is just really for the me to know. Um, but under films, I can go to the view I have called Import from Film Freeway, which is one of the big submission engines. And I can open up a Film Freeway export, which is easy to do. You just go to your submission data and click export, and it spits out this type of page. And I can literally just copy the entire spreadsheet and go back to my Airtable and paste it in. And ask me if I want to expand it. I want to expand it. And it automatically goes into the right field. Oh, no, I did that wrong. Sorry. I posted into first name. There we go. But look how easy the undo button is. Ta -da. I know. Isn't that great? <laughs> so there's uh, my names. Uh, all the information is there. When I want to get to the title, I just copy and paste because I, I could do a formula, but there's a reason I'm not doing a formula. And there's the title. Uh, all the information is there. Most of this information I don't really need but this is the information that Film Freeway provides me. I can tag it that these are from Film Freeway. Um, copy, and I can paste them down to the rest of them so I know where they came from. So that's now my, in my import. Then I can go back to my main view, and I can take a look, and I can see here are my the films. I can go back, and I can choose which committee I want them to see based on the time and everything else. I can put this in the doc. I can put this in shorts. Uh, I can choose where I want them to go. I can choose what the... Uh, if this is a short film, if this is a student film, I can add us in the, in the project type also. But it's it's all here. And I can add more information eventually. I can add an image. I can put in a log line. Uh, I know that the Film Freeway gives me a synopsis. Um, I have the link into the submission link itself. Uh, and I can download, um, here's the link to the film itself. So it's, it's all there. And of course, I can add the year the film was made. Uh, and showcases for something I'll show later on. Um, then I have these views, uh, and they're based on their, their filters. And this is uh, a page a, a reviewer will see. I will give them this link. And it's based on uh, the number of uh, scores. This has fewer than four people scoring it, and it's part of the Narrative Shorts Committee. So a uh, reviewer will get this link. They'll go to this page, and they go, oh, okay, I'm going to watch this film barefoot. There's the link I want to watch the film on or the, and the password if it's there. So they just click and they watch it. Uh, and then they'll come back to another view I have, uh, which is under, um, sorry, it's under scores. It's a, it's a form, which I can show. And here, after they watch the film, they can choose what film they just watched. I just watched Barefoot, and my name is Joy Jameson. 
and I gave the film a five. It was super amazing. I believe it should go to the second round. This film must be in the festival because it's just absolutely incredible. Here are some comments I can leave if I want to leave them for the filmmaker that I can choose to send later on. Comments I can leave for the team saying this is like the most incredible film I've ever seen. Uh, and then a reviewer logline, which is what one thing I ask is for the reviewer to tell me in one sense what the film was actually about. Uh, sort of like a mini review. And then they can choose what niche this was. Maybe it was an animated film. Maybe it was of local interest. Maybe it was a mind eraser. And then they submit it. So um, send me something. Blah, blah. Okay. Very succinct uh, log line there. <laughs> and so I go back to my air table, I can see it under scores at the bottom. There's Barefoot, James Joyce, and blah, blah. And I can see what her score is. Now, if I, someone goes back to look at this page again, uh, I guess it still hasn't, Barefoot hasn't had four reviews yet. So are, it's still there. But once it has four reviews, it will no longer appear on this page anymore. Nice. So, so you're uh, still kind of just using this view as a way, like once you get enough reviews, it'll drop off and right. no one will be prompted to review it anymore. Very good. Bingo, right. Right. And you can choose, obviously you can set this to as many as you want, or you could do two reviews, four reviews, six reviews, whatever you want. I know a lot of festivals, they assign films to uh, reviewers. Mm -hmm. I just found that that created too much of a burden on some people. They were like, well, I've got to watch 30 films and I don't have this much time. And, and I sort of felt that the random way of listening, here's some information about some films would basically just give me the title and how long it is. You choose what you want to watch. And if you're the kind of person who only wants to watch six films, then great. If you want to watch 600 films, even better. Cool. Um, so that's, that's kind of my idea behind it. When you kind of give, um, you know, this information to the reviewers to, to set them up in this system, are you giving them edit access to the whole base or just? No, so I'm giving them, I'm, I'm giving them the, the, the links on, I'm giving them these links on to, on, on the web. So they're not actually going into Airtable themselves. They're just going on the web. This is the web view. They click on it. They can watch the film from there. Um, and then they go back to that review page. And that's on the web also. So they don't even have access to the Airtable. Nice. They're just using web views, uh, which makes it a lot easier. makes your information much more secure. For sure. Right. Cool. And because the, the, the URLs are so crazy, I doubt anyone's going to you know hack you and figure out. And some filmmakers going to go, ah, I'm going to score my own film multiple right. times. <laughs> I think I think you figure it out. Um, then underscores, I can see the first round. I can review, look at the first round. And I can look by reviewers. I can see who's watched what, and then I can look at a second round. And these are film. Uh, these are films that were recommended to go to the second round. I can look at the scores, and then as a programmer, I can choose. So here's some films that they are recommended. Obviously, these are the ones people said this, this is a must. You must see this film. I can then watch the film as the second round as the, the senior programmer, and I can choose whether they should go into the final. So let's say I, I think Rosie should go move to final. I can move it to final, um, which I would need then for my export at the very end of this. So I can use this to sort of figure out what I want in the festival itself. Got it. And then this particular... Uh, and I can see that it's final selections. Yeah. So for this particular base, it's sort of people score, they recommend for the second round, it goes through a second round, and then there's your finals, right? Right. right. And then I have these final selections. Yeah. Awesome. That's, what, that's what this is. So it's all the information I need just of the final films. Then I can go when I'm done. I can go to first, I would export uh, people to Festrunner. And so I would let's say I want to copy 
these guys down here. I think I set it up so I'm just copying. Let me I'm copying everything. So I'm going to say, oops. Oops, there we go. So I can copy just these films and say I want to do that. And I would open my next base, which is called uh, Fest Runner Events. And under the first one, I can go oh, under People. I can go to the Import People from Fest Runner. And uh, I would click in here. I would expand it. Great. And there's this person's, uh, and I'm actually adds these people's name into a field, which I then would copy. It's a little cumbersome, but it's the way I made it work into the name field. Um, but all that information is there. Then the second part is I would go back to my air table, to my submission table, and I would go to number two, export the films to Festrunner, and I could choose this information again, these last four, open up events, under films, I would go to import, and I can just paste it in. And everyone is already connected together. Very nice. So it's all there. Um, so in this view is where you manage the actual festival itself. So I can see uh, titles, guests uh, who are associated with it. I can add photos of guests, which I'll show you why later. I can change the total running time to something that makes sense. I can add a rating if I want to. I can see what type of format I'm asking for the, from the filmmaker. I can put the filmmaker's photos in here. I can add their press kits in here. Uh, I can get all kinds of information about them, like their URLs and their trailers. I can track all this information in one place. Um, and I can provide views. I have a shorts only view of these are just films that are tagged to short films. Uh, I have a media gallery view. So this is a, a, a view I will share through a link to media. And this way they can see all the films that are playing with photos. If there's a trailer, they can see a trailer. I can add social media information to this and they can click and they can see when this is playing. Here's a synopsis. Here's the times it's playing and the theaters it's playing, et cetera. So it's a great way for, for the media to go through and go, oh, that's a really interesting picture. Uh, Mel Brooks is in this movie. I want to show this movie uh, or I want to write about this movie for my newspaper. They can use this. I also use it for a guest uh, lookbook. So I can give this to staff and so they can sit there and they can look on their phone at this also and they can go, okay, so when I'm looking for the filmmaker for Magnificent Warriors, these are the filmmakers for Magnificent Warriors. That's who I'm going to look for. Uh, so I, I know who to bring out to the Q&A, et cetera. I can see when they're coming, what events are scheduled to go to. Uh, if they have social information, I, I know that. If they're a first-time director, that someone would have clicked it and I can say that so I can you know, be extra specially warm to them as opposed to someone who's been through the, the festival process a lot. And then I have a catalog view, which is an informational view I can send out to my designers. And it's all the information they would need to print, to put into a printed physical catalog or a website. Um, that said, I've used reviews like this media gallery before, uh, embedded into a website, and it works perfectly great for a real basic website for a really small event. For sure, yeah. Then under people, I can look at everyone, I can look at people who are just film contacts. If someone's not um, uh, someone's not tagged already, I can tag them into uh, these types of lists. But I can just look at volunteers right away. Here's all my volunteers, and eventually I can see where they're located, what their primary roles are, and eventually when things are assigned to them, what they're assigned to. I have a tab for venues. I can put all my venues in here. It's just real simple with the addresses, the name of the venue, what their projection equipment is like, how many microphones they have, how many people can be set up there, some other notes, just so I have that. Then the big one is shows and events. 
um, in which I can create a show and I usually create it by some sort of name and I can add a, a film to it. So I can call this one Sunday D and I can add a film tubes. Oh, let me do this again. Let me add a film first this time. Let me add dare. And I call this one Sunday D and I can choose uh, when the event starts. So I can pick a date for it. Let's say it's going to start today at uh, two o'clock PM. So this is automatically set up to calculate that the end time is based on the total running time of the film. So if the film was 90 minutes, it would give you me 90 minutes here. Um, house opens. Uh, I can set this, uh, this one isn't set this way, but I can set this to be a formula. So maybe it's 30 minutes before the film starts. So this is when I actually open the house to people. Uh, the format, the speakers, I can add speakers to the film. Uh, Beverly is gonna speak of the film and the staff person who's gonna be here is gonna be Christina. Uh, there will be a Q intro, there will be a Q&A, um, and I can set this up so that if I check Q&A, then that end time, there's an extra 20 minutes added to it. So I know that, that so it automatically sort of calculates this stuff. I can add more photos again. Uh, I can add a photographer to this, a volunteer photographer, uh, say Lauren, um, and say the, the film was 90 minutes. I have to look that up. Um, Great. So uh, that's how I would schedule my films or all my events. I can have another look, which is all the events, including setup and receptions, et cetera. But it all works exactly the same way. There's some AD again. I can delete that. Let's do that. Um, I can sort that by venue so I can see what venues everything is in. Uh, so I can sort of get an idea of what's happening in each location by each date. And I can group them um, just by venue, but I can sort them by date also and group them by date. So I can just say Saturday's view, Sunday's view, et cetera. Um, and then I can, of course, look at it as a calendar view, which some people want to see it as a physical calendar. Right. Uh, obviously the, um, then I have a tab called hospitality in which I can add people. And so let's say I want to add, uh, give someone a room, um, Isabella, and I want to give her a room at the Hampton Inn, and I want to give her a double king room. Great. I'm actually marks that as the record. I can choose when her check-in date, when her check-out check date is. Um, I can track her transportation in. I, maybe she's taking Silver Airlines and flight 998. And I can choose what time she's coming in. I can assign a volunteer to who's going to pick her up at the airport. Um, and I can figure out when her flight out is, et cetera, and again, sign, assign someone to do that too. Uh, what time the driver has to pick them up, which is a formula right now. So we'll say... This is going to be today at 1.40. It's three hours earlier is the driver pickup time. Nice. Um, and I can put in their, their record. Oh, six, five, four, right. um, so, yeah, so I can track that information. I can look at this as just accommodations by which hotel they're staying in. And I can also look at this as just a airport only thing. Cool. So this is great. And I can look at an arrival again, a calendar of who's coming in on what time. So I have a better idea when the filmmakers are coming in. But it's just, it's really a simple way of looking at hospitality. But for a lot of festivals, this is really key. But it's to so helpful. Coming in. It's incredibly helpful. And I'm always shocked that people don't have a solution for that to, to track this. Uh, but to have for sponsors, which is really a very basic sponsorship type of thing, which I can put a name of a sponsor, how many passes they're getting, whatever, oh, who the contact person is. Again, all the names in any of these uh, tabs come from the people venue. People, uh, uh, tab, mm. uh, how much cash they're giving, how much they're kind of giving, any notes, how many passes, things to include. I'm giving them 
uh, full page ad, I'm giving them a banner or whatever. I can add their logos here. So I have one repository of all the logos I need. If they're giving us a print ad, I can put the print ad in here. It's just another, it's just a, a fail safe way. Yes, you might have a folder in a Dropbox somewhere. You also have it here just in case someone needs it. And of course it looks good if you want to have a gallery, people can see all your sponsors just this way alone. Mm-hmm, for sure. And print, print traffic, um, uh, it starts off with a form for filmmakers to to upload, to give us their information. So a filmmaker, you would give them this link for the web and they say, I'm the filmmaker of Raincoat and I'm going to supply one of these formats that I'm allowing them to supply. Uh, I can choose the aspect ratio of what I'm sending. I'm going to Dropbox link it. I'm going to send it by WeTransfer. I'm going to mail it to me, whatever it's going to be. I can choose that. So I have an idea. They can add their link, some notes and submit. And then that goes into this information here and I can start tracking this information. Nice. Uh, I usually start by the date the information was received from the filmmaker. Uh, so let me go fill this one out. So dropbox.com. Uh, okay, so here I can see raincoat. So I can just put today is the day I received this information. This is what I'm expecting to get. Um, I can download the film. I can say I received it. Maybe I had to convert it to another format. I can track that here that I've converted it. Uh, have I tested it? Is it complete? Uh, if it's not complete, it's incomplete. I can take some notes. They're getting back to me tomorrow, whatever. It's all there. Uh, and I can look at just a list of incomplete so I have an idea of what's not complete. So I can go, okay, these are the people I have to, I have to hound to get the right information. Mm-hmm. Please uh, send us then, your film so we can show yeah, it. Thanks. Exactly, right. <laughs> Uh, and then shipping out, which is the big one, just tracking this information. And for this, I use the uh, Airtable app on my phone. So I can scan the barcode uh, from FedEx as I'm printing out the label, or I can copy and paste it, obviously, from the website, but I print it by tracking number. What, it, what I'm sending out, is it a box? What film is it that's in that box? Uh, the date I shipped it. I can then literally just copy and paste this into uh, FedEx's tracking software. And it will give me a huge report of what's arrived, what hasn't. So I can check that it's arrived, um, who was signed by, who, sh- who I shipped to in the address, um, who sh- who's uh, sorry, packaged by, is who on my staff packaged it, uh, but then who, who received it. So I have a record of this. So when I get called months later going, I never received that disc, I can go, well, by the way, this is the tracking number. This is who sent it out. And this is who it was sent to and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh. You're like, oh, that is my signature on the slip. I see. Bingo. So you have a better (laughs) record of it. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And then then my last tab here is uh, marketing outreach. Or I have two more left. Uh, Marketing outreach, which is just a way to assign films to, um, let's say, to be or not to be, to a staff member who might be going out and knowing that these are the genres. Uh, Maybe they're going to reach out to documentary filmmakers who make personal documentaries. Uh, their press kit is here. It's just a, it's a, it's just a, a way to assign outreach to different members of your staff to reach out to media, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I can I can always sort this if I wanted to by court. I can uh, group this by coordinator, so I can see the Christopher's jobs this month is he needs to reach out on these two films, and these are the what his assignments are. And then the last tab I have is press and as press is re- being received by f- on films i can just track it here what date the source of the media maybe the byline or the headline of the article a link if it was something online and then what films were attached to it um and then i can look at that group by media so i can see how much media we got from each of the sources 
But I, this is also great because again, I can click on raincoats and I could provide this information to filmmakers and I can say, hey, by the way, your film was mentioned in two press clippings. Right, yeah. Here's, and here's the links to the press clippings. That's huge. Most festivals never provide that information. They don't have the, the manpower, the capacity to do it. But it, you know, this is something I would give to my PR firm and say, hey, whenever you get a Google alert or a mention or whatever, or the stuff that you're tracking, use this to track them. So this way I can better uh, associate the clippings with the actual films themselves and the data. So Absolutely, that's it, huge. It, it's, right. It, it, it's, it's really important data management. Really the key to, to me to successful event planning is the management of data. If you're able to manage that data in a, in a way that makes sense, um, that isn't going to take a lot of your time and effort to make it happen, you're going to do it. Yeah, I love how just sort of your use of views in this whole, I love your very like whirlwind, straightforward approach. I can't believe we covered that much in this, you know, like 15 minutes or whatever. But um, I really do love how you kind of just have all of these different views, right? Where, you know, I can picture myself being on staff and entering this, but also it's like you have everything. If you're like, hey, I have my, you know, person who's going to go pick people up at the airport. Here you go. Here's a list, you know, like, hey, you know, the press wants something. Here you go. And then, you know, it's just really easy instead of having to spend 30 minutes pulling that information together and sending it to someone. It's literally just like two clicks because you already have everything there. Right. Well, you know, and, and often some festivals, the, the hospitality person is completely different than the volunteer person. Right. So the hospitality person might get a text from a filmmaker, my flight's been delayed two hours. They can just update the air table and automatically the volunteer coordinator now knows, oh, by the way, this guy's being picked up two hours later. Or even if you gave access to your volunteer you know, via the app, they can just go, oh, well, this has changed now and I'm going to wait the airport for another two hours for this person to show up. For so sure. It's hugely powerful. Um, and just it, the idea of just keeping it all in one place is huge. And I know that there are a lot of, I mean, for me, this is an, a, this is a solution for small to medium sized festivals, big events. This is way too simplified for them. And they have so many people who shouldn't be seeing a lot of this data, but for small events in which you can trust some key players, this is great. I'm sure there's a way to, to do this, uh, in the pro version of Airtable. Uh, in which then you can assign people to, you know, assign collaborators and they only see specific pieces of data. But this is, you know, using the free, the free base. Uh, and so, you know, everyone sees everything. You just have to trust that your staff is, you know, ethical and not going to share that information. Around. Right. And I mean, you know, most film festivals having to keep very close watch on their budgets, you know, when they're like, well, how much is this going to cost us? And you're like, hey, it's free. They're like, okay, great. Keep, yes, give me yes, more. Yes. Um, right, and, exactly. And and I think too, what's really great um, about what you showed us is it kind of goes back to how you're talking about. Well, you know, you're really coming from the perspective of a filmmaker, um, and I think you know, like you mentioned, there's the hospitality coordinator, you know, there's the driver, there's the person that books the travel, and then you know, filmmakers, right? Guests who are coming don't necessarily know who to talk to. So sometimes, you know, if everyone has different conflicting information on staff or out of date information, it can make it really stressful for the filmmaker themselves, you know, because they told one person something and the other person doesn't know or, you know, whatever. So just to have all the information in one place where everyone can see it, I think just makes for a smoother experience for not just the staff, but the, you know, filmmakers who are coming and then, you know, the people attending the screenings as well. 
Right. Well, I can't tell you how many, how many festivals I have attended as a filmmaker uh, where no one knew what was going on. Right. You They're know, like, I'm just, just a like, volunteer. Right. I'm a volunteer and I don't really have that information. Or then you find someone who should have the information and they don't have all the information because, well, I'm a programmer, but I'm not the person who scheduled the screening and I'm not doing the Q&A. And so it's nice to have in one place all this information so anyone who had access to it can go, oh, so looking at the event or the runner show for today, I can see that, oh, yes, you do have a Q&A and this is going to be your moderator. So you should look for Melinda and she looks like this. And yeah, it's just easy. And that lookbook alone, I think, is great. Even if you were to share that with filmmakers so they know who to look for, go, oh, these are my other filmmakers I'm going to be with. Right. Uh, I know who to look for. I mean, badges are great, but it'd be nice to give people access to something else too. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for kind of giving us the rundown. Um, I definitely love nerding out on that. Uh, and <laughs> of course, anyone who is interested in kind of taking a look at your bases, um, either for film festival things or other, you know, event type planning things, they can find you on Airtable Universe. Um, but tell us where else online people should go to, to find your work and reach out to you if they want to chat. Sure. I have a website at realplan.com, R-E-E-L-P-L-A-N.com. Uh, if you are a film festival organizer and you're not part of our, our group on Facebook, just look for film festival organizers. You have to answer a few questions that we approve you after we do some research to make sure you're legit. Uh, and then you're part of this incredible forum of, in exchange. Uh, and then, of course, there's the Film Festival Alliance, which is a nonprofit I helped us found. Uh, started a few years ago, which is the first association of festival professionals, which is great. We have about 200 members right now, uh, uh, representing about 240 different festivals. It's a it's a, another great resource. We have an annual conference every year right before Sundance as part of the Art House Convergence, in which we get together and we do actually quarterly uh, sort of mini meetups. Uh, we have one in two weeks in Cleveland, in which you get to experience how another festival works. Uh, but more importantly, you get to hang out with other festival people and realize, hey, I don't work alone. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and someone else is suffering the same problems I'm suffering too. And I can talk to them about them in an intelligent way. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for your time, John. It was a pleasure chatting with you. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you very much, Zoe.